Welcome to the first episode of The Science of Star Wars. I'm very proud to be launching this new endeavor. My name is Xylix. I am a physicist and educator. I run a series of lectures on YouTube that discuss the general theory of relativity and some of the mathematical physics behind it. And I've been inspired because of that experience to take a shot at entering the Star Wars fandom podcasting realm. I've listened to Star Wars fandom podcasts for several years now. In fact, going as far back as uh, 2008. And it's been a really important part of my weekly life. And to contribute to that, I thought I would share a podcast that focused on something that I know best, which is science, in particular physical science. I'm a physicist, experimentalist by training, but uh, extremely well-versed in uh, enough of the theoretical aspects of physics to dig deep into a philosophical examination of the Star Wars universe as it intersects the physical world that we understand it to be. So we're going to look at this intersection between established science, science that we know very well, science that we appreciate as being uh, uh, reliable and credible and the intersection of that science with the Star Wars universe and where it doesn't fit and believe me it does not fit well but the places where it doesn't fit we'll start going into the speculative science and then when that doesn't fit we'll uh, find alternative explanations that will keep a consistency between the galaxy far far away and you and I here and now. So any endeavor like this, we have to kind of establish a, a set of ground rules, sort of a logic that will guide us from the beginning to the end of our thinking. We don't want to be too bound by this because in the end, this is just a fandom podcast and we're talking about things that have uh, only personal and emotional significance. So we don't need to establish a rigorous form of thinking that will be laid down for the ages and uh, will be uh, reliable for all time into the future. The idea here is to have enough rigor that we have a place to start our conversation and also uh, a foundation to actually discuss real science because in the end this is sort of an educational podcast. It's a chance to talk about different elements of known and established science and speculative science using the Star Wars universe as a way of, of initiating the conversation. But we want to, so we want to establish a few general principles to go by. And the first uh, substantive episode of this podcast, which will be episode two, is going to be talking about the very first thing that sort of hits us over the head when we think about science in terms of Star Wars. And that is the opening crawl. In advance of the opening crawl, what do we see? We see blue lettering that says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And we're going to start our conversation uh, next week with that phrase. And we're going to start thinking as a cosmologist would think. What does it mean to a cosmologist if all he has to go on or he or she has to go on is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Where would you place the Star Wars universe? But for the purposes of the philosophy of our approach here, we want to think of it the only thing we need to take away from that 
is that the Star Wars galaxy is in our universe. That's an important point because there are other fictional, fiction, fictional uh, universes that are not part of our universe. I don't think anybody believes that the Marvel universe is actually part of our universe. It's an alternative universe. The Star Wars galaxy is on its face, taken literally, and we'll talk about taking things literally in a moment, but it's part of our universe. And this is really important because we know as observational beings who have created a science that as of the date of this podcast has been pretty effective in looking and scanning the visible universe, we have learned one important thing about the visible universe and that in every direction we look, and no matter how far back we look, it actually seems to all operate under the same rules and principles of physics. And this means that the matter that is in a very, very distant galaxy is just like our matter. That the energy and laws of physics, uh, the, the uh, light and the spectrum of atoms and the way gravity works, in those distant regions of the universe is the same as what we see here today. And if we go way, way back to the very, very edge of the visible universe, where we start talking about looking into the, uh, the origin event, the uh, Big Bang, where all of a sudden the densities and temperatures of the universe are so different than they, they are now, but the laws that govern those things don't seem to be any different. Now there's a point where this stuff has to break down. There's a point where you go so far back where the laws themselves are different because the regime of matter is so foreign to us that we just don't understand it. But that's not where the Star Wars galaxy is. The Star Wars galaxy is a well-evolved spiral galaxy. So there's no reason to think that the laws of nature there are substantively different. And that's important because we're going to talk about how physics works in this place and or we're going to talk about how we can explain what we see in the Star Wars galaxy using our science. And it is important to understand that the baseline understanding, if it's in a galaxy far, far away and it happened a long time ago, it operates under the same rules as we do. Now, having said that, it's obvious they don't operate under the same rules as we do. So that is the disconnect that we are going to explore. And we're going to explore it in every regime we can. We're going to explore the physics, the chemistry, the biology, uh, some of the philosophy of science, and some of the other things. The mysticism that they have, that they generate out there, that's all, of course, centered on the force. And uh, uh, that mismatch will be the starting point for our various conversations as we move the podcast through each episode. So our first principle is that the baseline science and physics of a universe far, far away, of the galaxy far, far away, is the same as ours. So the second fundamental presumption we must make is some kind of assertion regarding the legitimacy of the canon itself. That is, we have to decide when we watch these stories, what are we actually seeing? Are we seeing a literal retelling of what happened? 
are we seeing something that is a figurative retelling of what happened or something through the perspective of a particular observer? I've always really enjoyed the idea of thinking that the entire Star Wars universe or the entire Star Wars canon is a story told by the victors and uh, a more honest take would actually be a corrupt empire that was taken down by a very wily and noble uh, person named Palpatine who rebuilt it uh, in uh, a more legitimate and uncorrupt form and had it been told from Palpatine he would have been in the white and all of the Jedi would have been dressed in black. Um, I'm not so sure that that's completely insane actually. I think that's a, a really interesting way of looking at the Star Wars canon. We always have this idea of everything is from a certain point of view. Why isn't the story itself from a certain point of view? However, I don't think we need to go that far. I think we can. We are going to establish our presumption that the story that we're told is the actual story. That that Luke Skywalker has two arms and two legs. He's not some alien creature that has been recast in a human form for the benefit of our understanding. Which you can imagine, right? You can imagine taking, say, a, a Russian novel that happens in Moscow on Lenin Street and say, well, I can translate Moscow from the Russian to Moscow and Lenin, uh, Lenin the word, whatever the word street is, to street. I can do a literal translation or I can retell the whole story uh, happening in Washington, D.C. on Washington Boulevard, right? And try to culturally translate it so Americans can understand it in the context of their own culture a little bit better. You wouldn't have to be very Russian to understand the translated version. You can imagine that, and certainly it has been done. The notion of translation is, is, is actually pretty subtle. But we're going to assume that that's not what happened. That there in this galaxy far away are humans. And that's a problem. That's a scientific problem right there, is how do humans end up a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? So um, our first blush at this stuff is going to be that the narration is pure. The only place I know of where it's obviously not pure is in The Last Jedi, where we have a couple alternative tellings of what happened between Luke and Kylo Ren at the temple. But even then, that situation got sorted out, and I think we are here, we correctly understand, or Luke ultimately conceded that Kylo Ren's rendition of what happened at the temple was the correct one. Um, uh, on the other hand, we have, say, the non-canonical old uh, Clone Wars comic series, uh, the Gendi series, where uh, there's a story about Mace Windu that's obviously told from the perspective of a, little, of a little boy watching Mace fight off a bunch of droids. And the exaggerated action of Mace Windu and his ability to fight this army of droids um, is clearly the exaggeration of the boy watching the story. If Mace was capable of really doing those things, then the Battle of Geonosis uh, would have been over in a few seconds and, and immediately uh, Jango Fett and, and Count Dooku would have been killed instantly, right? But Mace didn't have all those powers that we had in this early canonical car or non-canonical cartoon. Of course, that's why. But the point is, even that story was told from the perspective of a boy's imagination or his retelling of something. We're going to kind of assume that that's generally not what's going on. Unfortunately, there is some serious issues with The Force Awakens 
uh, and even some in The Last Jedi, which really make it so there's almost no way around asserting that the story we see on the screen is a dramatic retelling of real events. We'll get to it later when we talk about issues of size and scale and scope of things. But uh, our first pass, our first pass is going to be that everything that we see on the screen actually happened the way it happened, as though there was a little camera on top of one of the actors, a GoCam, and that GoCam filmed everything, was put away in a holocron and sent to, sent to us for ultimate review. This ultimately brings us to the third presumption we have to make, which is about the sort of the elephant in the room when discussing a science fantasy story. Remember, Star Wars is not truly science fiction. It's not 2001 A Space Odyssey, where the, the writer went out of his way to be scientifically precise, and the producers and the cinematographers uh, provided us images that were supposed to stimulate our actual understanding of what human beings in space would have to endure and what things would be like. And if we did a scientific discussion of 2001 A Space Odyssey, it would ultimately be just a physics lesson, right? It would be explaining centripetal force, it would be explaining nuclear fusion, it would be explaining the Jovian system. Or, or if you're following the book, the, the book actually happened around Saturn. But that being the case, we're, we're not dealing with that. Star Wars doesn't even provide lip service, not even lip service, to the concept of legitimate science. Star Wars, whenever it uses a scientific word, it uses it in the most vague and inconsistent way. Well, vague and imprecise way, not inconsistent, but imprecise. For example, it says galaxy. That's a scientific concept, and it's something that everybody brings their own take on what a galaxy is to the story, but we all have a general idea, we think, of what a galaxy is. I think there's a lot of viewers that watch Star Wars that don't really understand the nature of a galaxy very well. And I always wonder, I wonder what this all means to them. But we're going to cover those things. I think the, uh, the people in, who work Star Wars, they, uh, the concept of evolution is mentioned uh, uh, from time to time in various canonical sources. So they have some notion of, of the scientific theory of evolution. Um, but Ultimately, Star Wars is a fantasy story, and what makes it a fantasy story is the Force. The Force is clearly something injected into the story as a, as a physical wild card, something that can allow almost anything to happen. And we have to decide how we want to treat, deal, and understand the Force. Do we want to create a scientific theory of the Force that brings the Force sort of into the scope of our own scientific worldview for the purposes of our discussion? Or do we want to keep it as an extraneous wild card? And I think it'll be a game day decision. I think each instance of the Force uh, that we encounter in our work we'll have to talk about separately and ultimately see if we can settle on anything that makes any sort of sense. It is true, though, that um, uh, we do have this also this big problem of going back to our first presumption. If everything is the same physically everywhere in the universe, why don't we have the Force? And we can approach this from a question of this whole story might be just one big ball of Force evangelism. It's a story transmitted to us so we can learn about the Force, essentially. It's sort of a, 
an, uh, an evangelist tale. It's like, hey, what's wrong with you guys? You have no force. We certainly have life, and we have canonical references to the force being present whenever there's life. On the other hand, the force could be something that just evolved as life might evolve uniquely in this one galaxy far, far away. It could have evolved here, but for whatever reason, it didn't. Or it did in a very minimal and benign way that's undetectable to us. So when we interject the force in our analysis of things in Star Wars, uh, we're going to do so quite carefully. And we don't have to do it everywhere. There's plenty to talk about without the force, right? We can talk about blasters and hyperspace and spaceships and planets and evolution and aliens. But we also want to talk about lightsabers. We want to talk about the Jedi and the Sith. We want to talk about um, uh, some of the uh, uh, paradoxes that are triggered by the fact that Luke can project himself across the galaxy in real time. That's all very interesting stuff. And we will. We'll deal with it. And I'm not saying we're going to close every gap. There's going to be pretty big gaps here. But uh, finding those gaps are going to be fun. Seeing how tight we can put our error bars around the uh, actual activities at the Star Wars universe will be a really, really entertaining exercise. Ultimately, the purpose of this podcast series is to explore science in the context of the Star Wars canon. And ultimately, we are going to be left with a bunch of thinking that is, in the end, unconvincing. That's part of our subtitle, a vague and unconvincing podcast. The vagaries are actually already existing in Star Wars. Star Wars, it references science in the most vague way possible, just so it doesn't have to answer the questions that we are going to explore in this podcast which is fine. That's how this kind of art is done. And there's no reason that the artists should be scientific experts and we shouldn't expect it. Our ultimate analysis is going to be necessarily unconvincing because there's just a pretty large gap between the activity in the Star Wars galaxy and established science. Our first episode, uh, our first substantive episode next time will be regarding cosmology and we'll place the Star Wars galaxy inside the cosmological universe that we understand today and that will be actually a little uh that will be rather convincing that's our first step we're going to have to, we're choosing a subject that is relatively easy to work with but it gets worse from there but until next time this has been the science of star wars i am xylex thank you for joining me and we'll see you uh next time when we discuss the cosmology of star wars <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.